This bonus podcast episode was recorded by students at St. Olaf College in the American Conversations Project course, led by professors Colin Wells and Eric Fuhr Slocum. Thank you to the students and professors for putting these podcasts together. Learn more about them and the project on our podcast homepage. I believe in public education. And in order to strengthen it, some things are very complex for preparing for a future where knowledge is at your fingertips, but we gotta teach more to do with critical thinking and social and emotional learning. How do we connect our economy uh, with our education system and make it work for everyone? I know that there is a lot of interest in um, the bumper sticker solution, free college for all. We should have free tuition at public colleges and universities. That should be a right of all Americans, regardless of the income of their families. Hey, I'm Scott, and this topic is important to me because I plan to be a teacher after college, so the policies being proposed right now could directly affect me as a future educator. I'm Sinova, a math and Norwegian major. And being a student at one of the two colleges in my hometown, I see firsthand how education affects all aspects of a community. I'm Ethan, a chemistry and economics major, thinking about going into policy work, so this is a particularly interesting subject for me. I'm Caroline, an environmental studies major from the hometown of Betsy DeVos, the current Secretary of Education. So educational policy definitely hits a little close to home. to invest massively in vocational technical apprenticeship so that when you go to those factories and they need those employees, they're actually there waiting for that job. Right now, only 6% of American high school students are in technical or vocational apprenticeship programs. In Germany, that's 59%. So think about that gulf. And there are millions of unfilled American jobs that we just don't have the right people for because we're over-prescribing college. We're saying college, 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 and if you don't go to college, then you're doing it wrong. Some may argue that the external pressures of going to college to get good paying jobs are justified and necessary as industries in science, technology, and medicine begin to grow. Manufacturing has been declining over the past 20 years despite a growing real GDP. If we look at the numbers, however, universal college education is questionable. According to the U.S. Department of Education, only about 55% of college students complete a bachelor's degree within six years. For those that do graduate, almost half are working a job that doesn't require a four-year degree. So why is college a social expectation if most Americans don't have a college degree? A high school transcript certainly doesn't appear to be enough. Well, experts and researchers have a proposed solution. Trade school. If you have been around, you've probably heard of trade school. It is also sometimes referred to as vocational school or an associate's degree. Trade school is upper secondary education that trains students in specific skills necessary to a particular trade. Unlike a bachelor's, trade school only takes two years instead of four. The average salary for trade school graduates is about $42,000. It is also over three times cheaper than a bachelor's degree, making it easier for trade school graduates to pay off loans. While doing research for our podcast, we spoke to Brant A. Richardson, who is a visiting assistant professor of economics at St. Olaf College. Right off the bat, he explained the economic term externalities and the role they play when examining both the costs and benefits of education. It's just the benefit that society gets 
from other people getting education. How much better off are we because students right now are receiving education? There are significant positive externalities from higher education, right? So there's evidence that um, countries that have a higher population of college graduates have faster economic growth. Um, there's evidence that um, people that live in neighborhoods with a higher percentage of college graduates right, actually see lower unemployment and higher wages, even if those people aren't college graduates. Many Democrats in the 2020 race like to compare the U.S. to Western European countries. If we compare ourselves to Germany, a country with a very similar human development index to the U.S., we see that we have a much higher percentage of high school graduates going to four-year institutions rather than trade school. Germany sends about 15% more of its students to trade school than the U.S., while the U.S. sends 17% more of its students to four-year institutions. Professor Richardson pointed out that one thing to remember when comparing the United States to other countries is not simply what our graduates are doing, but the systems which prepare those students for graduation. In the United States, our K-12 public education system isn't particularly great, right, in comparison to some of those other countries. On the other hand, we have one of the best higher education systems. When it comes to solving issues with higher education, Democrats have different views on what the government should be providing. We will make public colleges and universities and HBCUs debt-free. We need to invest massively in vocational technical apprenticeship so that when you go to those factories and they need those employees, they're actually there waiting for that job. Make one and two year degrees free uh, and I would invest heavily in K through 12 and preschool. President Trump does not outline a specific plan for the future of his educational policy, should he be reelected. Rather, he presents a long list of his administration's achievements in different situations involving education. These include making school choice a priority in proposed budgets, implementing the Every Student Succeeds Act, which he says empowers states with the flexibility they need to educate their students, allowing Pell Grants to be distributed year-round such that they say low-income students will now have access to these funds over summer and winter breaks so they can earn their degrees faster with fewer loans, and also providing $359.8 million through the Department of Education to 20 states and the U.S. Virgin Islands to help offset educational costs as a result of recent natural disasters. Biden's educational policy has a major focus on early education and school funding. He claims that he will triple funding for all schools and work to eliminate the funding gap between poor and rich schools as well as the gap between majority and non-white schools. Biden's policy also focuses on making teachers' salaries competitive, seeing that teachers get the pay they deserve. Biden also seeks to get rid of the NRA in order to make schools safer. In terms of higher education, he focuses mainly on community college. He wants community colleges to be a more viable option for a path to success. He sees them as an alternative to private state institutions, which leave students with mountains of debt. His plan will cost over $750 billion over 10 years and will make the rich contribute their fair share. There are many societal pressures surrounding college, even when there are many other options available, such as trade schools, that lead down fulfilling successful pathways. Many of the current political debates surrounding education all propose different solutions to different problems, each one having their own challenges in implementation. But why should you care about the educational system in America? 
well as current high school and college-age students. The policies being proposed and put in place today will directly affect you and future generations in the coming years. If we want to get the results that we expect for our children, we have to support and compensate the teaching profession. Give every single teacher a raise, an equal raise, getting out of the, the $60,000 level. Under my legislation, we'll move to see that every teacher in America makes at least $60,000 a year. We need to pay teachers more because the data clearly shows that a good teacher is worth his or her weight in gold. Some of it is extremely simple. We've just got to pay teachers more. But... Most importantly, you are American citizens. It is your duty as an American citizen to participate in democracy and voice your opinion to the government, no matter what side of the political spectrum you fall on. During the 2016 general election, over 45% of the American population did not vote. So your vote does matter, no matter what anyone says. By voting in the election, you directly support your future and the future of those coming after you in the American educational system. The only question is, when will you be casting your ballot? Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. Find more bonus episodes on the same page. There are several for different issues of this election cycle from St. Olaf College students in the American Conversations Project. As always, let us know what you think at podcast.compact.org or hashtag compactnationpod and learn more about our show at compact.org slash podcasts. And of course, rate us and review us anywhere you can.